0: Going Linux episode 370 Run your business on Linux part 4 Welcome to the Going Linux podcast I am your host Larry Bushy I
1: am your co-host Bill
0: Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux.
1: We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done.
0: In today's episode, the fourth of several parts on Linux apps for business. Hey, Bill.
1: Hello Larry. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Finally didn't have to work this weekend, so that's always a good thing.
0: <laughs> that's good. We're able to record unencumbered by work.
1: Unencumbered. Yeah. Well until something blows up anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Either for you or for me. <laughs> Anything can happen at any time. So uh good. Well, I hope you're you've been enjoying your time off.
1: Uh yes. I actually took an extra day also I've been uh, using it to uh look at different distros and um, play around and clean the house, all that exciting stuff that you normally would have to do anyway. So, yeah, Yeah. I've been able to get all that accomplished.
0: Okay. So in your wanderings, uh, looking at multiple Linux distros, uh, are you still using DeepIn or have you switched to something else?
1: I am still running DeepIn. uh, Okay. But this was the last – week of it. I told her I would uh, eat my own dog food for uh, about a month, Mm -hmm. which it's a little over now. Uh, Deepin has been rock solid. I like the interface. It looks nice. It runs well. Um, I haven't had any issues uh, to speak of, Um, but it uh, uh, needs uh, to Be replaced with something that um, I can trust a little bit more over where the sources are. And just to give you a quick background, we talked a little bit about this. We talked, actually we talked a lot about this before we started recording. Uh, Whereas everything's open source, I, since I'm not a, uh, a coder, I just don't know where the software or, or anything's been tampered with, not saying that this couldn't happen in, in, in any other uh, open source uh, project. So I, um, I wanted to talk to the developers, maybe just get some feedback and you know their thoughts. And so I went to their page and hit um, you know contact us, and it leads to um, a corporation. There is. I have not been able to find who the lead developer is. Like for instance, my, the one I'm getting ready to switch uh to after we're done is I'm going to a bunch of mate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know it Martin is the lead developer. So, I you know I know who uh is kind of guiding the project. It's not a Chinese thing or American thing or anything. It's just I've got to be able to trust the sources. And um, my, I think what I, I, I explained to you was they put a lot of work into this. It's really, really good. Uh, the The app store is beautiful. But when I don't know who is kind of leading or if there's a team, it doesn't have to be a single person. They, just don't, they don't list anything. Um so whereas it's a it's a wonderful uh well thought out Linux distribution, I just have some questions that make me a little uncomfortable and I've got to be comfortable running my uh, my computer. I don't have any state secrets or anything like that, but uh I won't run Windows because I don't know what kind of information uh is being sent, or I'm not running Mac OS because I don't know what is sent, you know, because they're all both closed source. Um all in all, it's been a very pleasurable, trouble free uh Linux distribution. But I went and looked at Mate and of course the first thing I did is I I switched it to the modern view because uh you know yeah, you know, the 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 stock is just not uh not for how I work. Yeah. Yeah, not for me. But everything else and, and I I just I have a little bit more confidence in the Mate team than I do Deepin. Even though I I can't say anything negative about Deepin, It it's it's been a good um, experience, one of the better ones for me. A better fit, you know, would be Ubuntu Mate, uh, and I, it's a great distribution. I, I've been running in in VMs for a while, and it's worked. Um, it's worked really one, uh, well, and I've you know, you know, customized it and everything before I started eating it uh, as my daily driver. And so anyway, um, would I recommend a, a deep end? Yes and no. Yes, if you want a really great uh, Linux distribution, but don't quite know, but, and you're comfortable with not quite knowing who or what's behind it, uh, all you know is it's it's a it's a corporation that calls Wuhan or something like that I believe it's called uh, my Chinese leads leads a lot to be desired <laughs> um, but uh, anyway uh, just uh, take it for what it's worth if you're comfortable and you don't really care th- that much about you know you know if you' just surfing the web or whatever uh, or, or doing light office work yeah it'd probably work out fine for you uh, me uh, just there's some yellow flags that, you know, no lead developer. There's a lot, it seems to be a lot of resources. Um, and I don't know how they're making money or what their strategy is. And, uh, we both kind of looked on the website and it really doesn't say much.
0: No, it except doesn't. Except
1: that they, it's, it's very light on the information. You know, I was listening to, uh, uh Martin on the, uh, a uh, bunch of podcasts uh or was it uh one of the other podcasts anyway he was saying we were. T- he was talking about desktop and he says he, he mainly works on because he enjoys it it's his passion uh and he made it for him himself and his friends yeah. <laughs> so you know he's scratching his own itch and uh so you know if you like what he's done uh then oh, Hello, what man. is with everybody today <laughs> yeah um so Martin's basically developed out of, uh, a um, out of a passion, and I, I'm more comfortable with maybe uh, that outlook. And the, someone that's passionate about it is is going to make uh, is going to make sure it's of the of the highest quality, and it's also used on uh, the Ubuntu base, so you have access to all, you know all the. Deb packages and the uh, snaps, and you can install Flatpak. So there's really no downside. I, I'd rather go with someone that's very passionate about it and cares about it, because and then some corporation. Um, then, but that's just me. and That applies to Microsoft and Apple. I'd rather have someone that really is passionate about that, so you know they're, they're uh, they've got their own in your best interest at heart. Where and that's right. and that's just this. This is all my opinion. Uh, no knocks on Deepin. Uh, it's a great, um, a great running system, but uh, you know, it, it, nothing's perfect.
0: Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, we can recommend Deepin for somebody who just wants to pick up something and have it work. Sure. If you've got concerns about privacy and other things, uh, although Deepin is ostensibly open source. Um, There are some things about it that aren't quite so out in the open. So you take that with a grain of salt. Um, At least with something like Ubuntu Mate, you know that, uh, like you said, Martin's doing this as as a passion project. Out of that passion project, which is creating a derivative called Ubuntu Mate from the Ubuntu base, and then he eventually got Employment with Canonical as a result of that. Canonical for new listeners is the corporation behind Ubuntu and Ubuntu Mate was not part of that originally, but now it's an official flavor of Ubuntu. And in addition to that, Martin contributes to the Mate project, the desktop environment, as well as does a lot of packaging of software applications in In the snaps format. Yep. And uh, yeah, so he's he's doing this uh, out of the goodness of his heart and everything is is open above board. And you can email Martin if you want to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I, I have a a comment about Martin. Yeah. The more I listen to him, the more I like him. Uh, Not only just because he's so passionate about um, open source. He is a... Uh, packaging fool. I mean, he he has <laughs> he's busy. He he's busy. He, I I I don't think the man sleeps. Um, he's uh, also working on uh the he's doing all these patches for pies. You know, mm-hmm. the, oh yeah, and, uh, and I'm like, Martin, do you ever take a day off? I guess this is his way to relax. But him and his team, uh, they they must never stop i mean they you can tell they're just real they really love what they do, and um you know so that just kind of makes me feel like okay you know this is this is uh, uh a distro that I can feel comfortable with um uh, but let me just uh summarize nothing wrong with deep end, as far as I can tell. There's uh deal the deal the there are some things that I'm uncomfortable with, but just because I'm uncomfortable with them does not mean you should not use it. Yep. Uh, everybody has everybody has control over their own systems, uh, and what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with. Larry uh is uh, probably has things that he he does and he's comfortable with that i wouldn't be and vice versa. So, uh. If you want a system that works and seems to work very well, and you, you know, give it a look, I recommend. Uh, and uh, I love the uh, desktop, I think it's well thought out and well done. Yeah. So that, and my, and these are just my opinion and my observations to be totally fair. Uh, these are not the, <laughs> these are not the opinions of the Linux going Linux podcast. Just bills. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Opinions.
0: We we rely on you, Bill, to be our eyes and ears out there in uh, uh, multiple distribution lands. So thanks for uh, giving us
1: yeah no problem. a
0: review of Deepin, uh, a lengthy use of Deepin for a period of time, so you can check it out thoroughly. And sounds like a good one
1: yeah it is it is very good. It's just has some things that make me uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean it's a bad distribution.
0: yep there you go, okay, so we know what you've been doing uh one of the things that I've been doing, if you've been following our community on on Melee is I've been revising old blog posts and I've been updating the blog with or the website with new posts and I've been doing a lot of different things there. So uh, one of the posts that uh, I've done recently is a harken back to a previous episode of the podcast where I mentioned that my favorite cross-platform utility for Linux and Mac and Windows is something called Synergy, or at least it has been in the past. And, you know, I mentioned on that podcast that Barrier is a new open source version of the software that is forked from Synergy. And if this is the first episode of the podcast you've listened to, you're wondering, what is Synergy and what is Barrier? Well, this is a little utility that allows you to use your keyboard and mouse from one computer and virtually connect it to... Um Your other computers and using that single keyboard and mouse, control each of those computers simultaneously. of course, this is assuming you have more than one computer, but the nice thing is they don't all have to be running Windows or they don't all have to be running mac os or they don't all have to be running Linux. You can have a mix of them, and you can have them set up across your desk and go from let's say left to right, or even have one sitting above the others, go up and down. You can connect up to 14 different computers and control them all from a single keyboard and mouse. So it's um, a KVM software implementation. So KVM being keyboard. What's the V stand for? Keyboard, virtual, v- virtual and mouse. No, that's visualization i don't know keyboard something and mouse kvm um <laughs>
1: well i can look that up real yeah, quick. I mean, <laughs> yeah you know, okay do it. let's see let's see kvm stands for let's see what's it stand for i have no idea i can't <laughs> find it quickly <laughs> okay no problem
0: <laughs> we'll figure it out um we'll
1: figure it out yeah
0: so uh, we'll have a link to the uh barrier website in the show notes and if you're searching for it in your software repositories and if you are on an ubuntu derivative you'll find it listed as barrier b-a-r-r-i-e-r dash k-v-m so barrier kvm and that will give you the software that you need so you don't have to download it from some shady internet site and it'll be prepackaged for your distribution right there. There are Snap versions of it. There are flat pack versions of it. Uh, lots of different versions of it out there. And you can use it cross-platform. So there you go.
1: Yeah. i tell you what. Uh, I like Barrier uh, is, is a better name than Synergy, but that's just me. Uh, yeah, yeah. It eliminates barrier the barrier really
0: between various yeah. computers. Yeah.
1: That was pretty clever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we've got an updated uh, uh, article on our website. The article was originally written as a review of Synergy, but I've added the review of Barrier on there as well. And I've changed the screenshots for the setup instructions so that they use the Barrier screenshots. But you'll notice that uh, it's exactly the huh. same information and page layout, and looks exactly the same as what the original synergy was before it went proprietary uh and oh so
1: that's why you you switched barrier because synergy went proprietary,
0: yes, so the old versions of Synergy are still out there and available uh and it was version one point nine if I remember correctly that barrier forked from. Uh, and then it was the version after that that Synergy went proprietary. So you can still get the oh, okay. old the old um, uh, open source versions of Synergy in the Ubuntu software repositories. Uh, but it's the older version, I think is one point eight something that's in the repositories. but not one point nine was the very last one that the Synergy team made available as open source and that's the one they forked from, and that's the one that barrier looks like, and it works exactly oh, okay. the same way I have it you know I should have tried to see if there was you know if 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 it was cross functional you know uh install synergy on one computer and barrier on another, but when I found it, I just wiped synergy off of everything and installed <laughs> barrier on the others uh, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't um because it's it's a fork, so and they're using yeah. the same internet ports and same protocols. So it should work. I would think it would work.
1: Yeah. I just, what was, do you know the reason that Synergy just decided to go uh, proprietary? Um,
0: it- the the person who took over the project um, okay. started his own company, was trying to make some money at it, wasn't um, I'm kind of reading into some of the blog posts and some of the posts they've had. Uh, so this isn't anything that he's told me, but, um, uh, I'm, I'm suspecting that he, he was just not able to make enough money to, to continue to pay his employees and all that without making it proprietary. So I think that was it. And, And although you can make money, from open source software, as we know. Red Hat. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Making it proprietary and making it so that you have to pay a license fee and that sort of thing to use it is one way to ensure that if you have people using it, you can make some money off of it. Whereas with open source, it is more often than not optional to pay for it. And when you give people options not to pay for it, many people take that option. So there you go.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the I would say uh, weaknesses in open source projects is uh, we need to figure out or some you need to figure out how to support your, the developers of this uh, of of the apps uh, whether it be Audacity or Synergy or Barrier or whatever because you know they like to eat too so. I would encourage everybody that if you do uh, find an application or distribution or an open source project in general to uh, if it has been useful for you and you uh, want to support the further development is maybe throw a little uh, uh, cash their way if you can. Uh, whether it be you know a little or a lot, I know they appreciate everything. So yeah, we need to we need to encourage people to continue improving um, the distributions and applications or any open source uh, um, project. Yep, you bet.
0: Okay, and okay. enough of that. We've been going on for twenty minutes now, and we haven't gotten into our topic at hand. Uh, yeah, which is Linux for business. Part four. All right. So uh, today we're going to talk about the business of writing. So as an author, you can use almost any text or document editor to write your words. There are a number of applications that you can use. Some have been developed specifically for authors and contain various features that help create chapters, eliminate distractions, and publish the final Product, and we'll talk about some of those here.
1: We've talked about the office suite LibreOffice on previous episodes. Its word processor writer provides formatting, exporting, and other features useful to authors. Other open source uh, office suites include similar word processors. They include Caligra, Kingsoft WPS Office, and OnlyOffice. These are all alternatives to to more well known word processors like. Microsoft Word and Google Documents.
0: Yeah, and if you are writing ebooks, you'll want to look at Calibre. Calibre or Calibre is an ebook manager, viewer, and converter. According to the website, Calibre or Calibre, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, is a powerful and easy to use ebook manager. Users say it's outstanding and a must have. It'll allow you to do nearly everything and it takes things a step beyond normal ebook software. Their website continues. It's also completely free and open source and great for both casual users and computer experts. And then they list several bullet points. S- save time on managing your ebook collection. Use it everywhere and with anything. Comprehensive ebook viewer. Download news. Slash magazines from the web, share and back up your library easily, edit the books in your collection, and satisfy every ebook needed and get support.
1: And according to the website, Calibre or Calibre is a vibrant open source community that with half a dozen developers and many many testers and bug reporters it is used in over 200 countries and has been translated into a dozen different languages by volunteers calibre has become a comprehensive tool for the management of digital texts allowing you to do whatever you could possibly imagine with your ebook library according to the alternative2.net site there are Lots of applications that can do parts of what Calibre uh, can do, but uh, there aren't many that can manage to do it all. Cool Reader, the Amazon Kindle reader, and the Adobe Digital Editions are simply ebook readers. The program iBooks organizes and allows reading, but cannot convert between ebook formats.
0: And once you have written your article,
1: book, newsletter, or
0: other magnificent work, you may need to publish it. So desktop publishing software is available for Linux as well. Scribus is an alternative to such proprietary software as Adobe InDesign, Express, and Microsoft Office Publisher.
1: Scribus is designed to be a flexible layout and typesetting and the ability to prepare files for personal quality image setting equipment. It can also create animated and interactive PDF presentations and forms. Some possible uses for desktop publishing applications include writing small uh, newspapers, brochures, newsletters, posters, and books.
0: Um, additional desktop publishing applications for Linux include Laid Out, L-A-I-D-O-U-T, desktop publishing software, particularly for multi-page cut and folded booklets with page sizes that don't even have to be rectangular. The whole page viewer can be rotated to any angle. Warping is implemented. And I'm not exactly sure what warping is, but maybe desktop publishers do. So we'll just... Leave that as it is. Laid out exports to PostScript, PDF, PNG, SVG, SLA, uh, which is the Scribus images and groups only, and PP, Pass Part Out, images, groups, uh, images and groups only. And pa- Pass Part Out is a Linux desktop publishing application that was discontinued in 2007.
1: Now that we have software for writing and publishing books, let's consider some software for capturing, and creating pictures, graphics, and illustrations for those books. If your book is about how to use a computer system, you can easily get screen grabs of the applications using the application pre-installed with your Linux distribution. But you might need something to edit and annotate those screenshots.
0: GIMP is the most well-known open-source photo editor for Linux, Windows, and Mac OS. Created by the Free Software Foundation, GIMP is a free program for photo retouching, image composition, and image authoring. You can use it as a simple paint program, an expert-quality photo retouching program, and online batch processing system, a mass-production image renderer, an image format converter, and much more. Some alternatives to GIMP include Adobe Photoshop, Affinity Photo and a host of applications with names reminiscent of Microsoft Paint.
1: If you want an online application that allows you to create some graphics in Canva might be for you. Canva is designed to let you design presentations, social media graphics and more. With Canva you can create designs for web or print, which include blog graphics, presentations, Facebook covers, flyers, posters, and invitations, and much more.
0: And if you want to create scalable graphics, or use software that lets you use graphics tablets to sketch, draw, or paint your own graphics, you could choose applications like Inkscape or Krita. Inkscape is a professional vector graphics editor for Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. It's free and open source. Inkscape has capabilities similar to Illustrator, CorelDRAW, or Zara X using the W3C standard scalable vector graphics SVG, file format. Inkscape supports many advanced SVG features like markers, clones, alpha blending, etc., and great care is taken in designing a streamlined interface. It is very easy to edit nodes, perform complex path operations, trace bitmaps, and much more. We also aim to maintain a thriving user and developer community by using open, community-oriented, Development. The description from the Inkscape website says whether you are an illustrator, designer, web designer, or just someone who needs to create some vector imagery, Inkscape is for you. And they continue flexible drawing tools, broad file format compatibility, powerful text tools, Bezier and Spiro curves. Hmm. Uh, I don't pretend to understand half of what i just read from their <laughs> website but it sounds like anyone doing vector graphics will know what that is
1: i think all that uh is uh technical jargon for you can make pretty pictures
0: ah is that what it is okay well let's uh have yeah, you yeah. talk to us about critter then
1: Krita is a complete creative sketching and painting application with advanced commercial quality features. It's free, open source, and available across all major desktop platforms. The user interface and an intuitive user interface that stays out of your way, the doc, Dockers and panels can be moved and customized for your specific workflow. Once you have your setup, you can save it as your own workplace. You can also create your own shortcuts for commonly used tools. Pop-up palette. It quickly uh, pick your color and brush by right-clicking on the canvas. Brush stabilizers. Have a shake of hand. Add a stabilizer to your brush to smoothen it out. Uh, How about brush engines? You can customize your brushes with nine unique brush engines. It has a wraparound mode. It is easy to create seamless textures and patterns. Press the W key while pitting to toggle the wraparound mode. It has a resource manager. Import brush and texture packs from other artists to expand your tool set. Layer management. Krata comes with vector, filter, group, and file layers. Combine, order, and flatten layers to keep organized. Add drop shadows and other effects using visual styles. It has full color management. CRETA supports full color management through LCMS from ICC and Open Color I.O. from EXR, allowing you to incorporate CRETA into your existing color management pipeline. And Larry... I don't know what half that stuff does. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what. I don't. I, I It lost me with the uh, uh, wraparound mode and then the LCMs ICC, and open color. I Okay, I'm stupid when it comes to this. So. It's
0: all alphabet soup to me.
1: <laughs> I'm sitting there going, wow, this thing has a lot of stuff in it. It sounds impressive. It, hey, if it does half of what it says, it's impressive.
0: Yeah, exactly. So our intention here is not to give a a personal experience review of each of these bits of software, but rather give you the overall idea accurately, hopefully, that there is a lot of software for people who do graphics, who are authors, who are looking for some way to publish their books or magazines or whatever it is, their creative uh, endeavors lead them to uh, and as you can see there's a lot of stuff out there for the authors who need tools to do their job
1: yeah well you know it's funny that we're talking about this i was just listening to uh one of leo laporte's uh podcasts one of his tech podcasts um and he's been talking a lot more about linux he bought Linux uh like this um this Lenovo, uh, and if it, what he told me he said he just dual boots it now, he's kept a small Windows partition for when he can't, he has I have some software he has to have Windows for, or it doesn't work on it well under Wine. But he says running Linux, he, he said, uh, he, he's been using, uh, like Darktable and other stuff. To instead of paying for the full Adobe, because he says the Darktable and the other open source applications are as good uh, or better than uh, the commercial uh, uh, offerings out there. And he says I can. He he actually said I can do everything I need to with these programs. So he's been talking a lot more about Linux and uh, about every show he's always saying, you know, I, I just don't have this problem. You know, with all the problems with. Uh, with uh, adobe and their licensing and and what you know windows and stuff like that of course he still has to talk about the windows side of it of course because that's what he does does that's his audience yeah it's its audience, but it's it's really good to hear that you know he's like, hey, these open source projects are really good, and this Linux is really really good. The only thing he hasn't said, I know he says Ubuntu, but I wonder what version of Ubuntu he's running. That would be fun to find out.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He's talked about Ubuntu before and and using yeah. Ubuntu, but I don't know what whether he's using Ubuntu proper or Pop OS or some derivative of Ubuntu. Um, I think uh, I've
1: actually heard him recommend Ubuntu uh, to um you know, people before but you know when he said he's running Linux on and he's, so far he says it just runs really great everything works out uh, what he's uh, for, I think what his machine is all Intel uh, graphics so of course it's going to work really well Yeah um but yeah I was just I was you know he was just he, he used to never mention it or he's it used to kind of be like, oh, you could run Linux, but now he's actually saying, you know, I run Linux, and I really don't need to pay Adobe for their photoshopping and stuff. I mean, I can do it all in open source, so that's great to hear. That you know, someone that you know, if you go look at his site and, and the products he put, you know, he puts out, you know, his graphics and stuff, they all look good.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, so he's got a. a...
1: a f- big team of he's got teams, yeah so that's cool but uh, hey, when can we have a big size team
0: uh we've got a big team of um of minions but the problem is i'm not paying them anything so you get what you pay
1: for right <laughs> okay so there True you go our, point. our vast infrastructure okay
0: yep there you go
1: but our minions are worth more money.
0: Yeah, they're worth much more than we're paying them for. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, thanks to all of our minions for all of the contributions you make and, uh, all of the suggestions and, and writing in emails every, uh, well, all the time. And we have enough <laughs> to fill up a whole episode every other week. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's been going like that for 12 years. I, I can't say enough 12 years. good things about our, uh, our our dear uh minions yeah
1: yeah our we we have we have great people and like I said uh um uh, the ones that are really active uh on the uh community I might not say much but I do read them all the time it's amazing I'll I'll, I'll be following threads that they you know they jump in and they're talking about this and they and uh, sometimes I wonder if they're trying to come up with weird things for me to try. Like, have you heard about this distro? Why don't you get in go look at it? And I'm like, oh, I ain't, no way! You know, but <laughs> I think they. <laughs> They just try to find the weirdest stuff to, to do. But I love all our our, our, our community members.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, speaking of weird stuff, way back in the day when we first got started, I think first time I found out about something like Hannah Montana Linux was from somebody in our... <laughs> in our uh... I remember that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I have no doubt they're trying to find ways to get you to go off and do something uh, unspeakable with a Linux distribution. <laughs> I would never live it
1: down if you asked me and said, what are you running this, this weekday or whatever? And I, oh, I'm running Hannah Matana Linux. Yeah, that would, I would never hear the end of that. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> No, guys, I won't run that one. Sorry. Yeah. But, I, I think uh, it's been
0: long dormant as a project. Out
1: there. Yeah. but it, Yeah, I remember that because I think I was uh, – I had just joined the podcast when we were talking about that. And, and we were like, really? I have a mm-hmm. um, That was a Disney show, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it was a Disney show. Miley Cyrus so, and yeah. –
1: oh miley cyrus oh, that's right it was miley cyrus yep. well wow. mm-hmm. well you know that wasn't exact you have to excuse me that wasn't exactly my age group <laughs> i wasn't yeah. watching hannah montana
0: yeah no me neither which is what made it all the more funny anyway um so that that wraps up our episode on uh using linux for the business of being an author and our next episode, of course, will be listener feedback. Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinux.com.
0: Until next time. Thanks for listening. 73. The music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.